generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Mark chapter 4. I think I should, what I should do is let me just read the last part of Mark chapter 4 for context. Mark chapter 4, and I'll read the last part, not the parable, because I will cite parts of the parable in the teaching. So from verse 26, it says, And he said, who is the he there? That's Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if. So there's a picture, there's a metaphor, there's a parable, there's a para uh, below. Para means beside, parallel. Lel is lines. Parallel lines that are beside um, one another. Paramount, as good as the mount as in by the mountain, like a mountain at the top of the mountain. Parabolo is, below is to throw. So par is beside. So a parabolo, a parable is a throwing beside. That this thing looks like this thing, so you can understand it. Um, it's interesting though, because Jesus spoke to them in parable so that some people will not understand it. <laughs> and it said, blessed are your eyes because they see, and blessed are your ears because they hear. So from verse 26, it says, The kingdom of heaven is as if a man shall scatter seed on the ground. This is a technological uh, technique for sowing. It's like sprinkling seed. So it's not like this guy is wasteful. He's sowing the seed, but it's scattering across a field. And that this man shall sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed shall sprout and grow. And praying that the growth in your life will become so organic and divinely automated that you will always wake up to a new level of growth that's what it's saying it's saying the kingdom of God is supposed to be that simple how many of you know that it was Eve that complicated well it was man (laughs) not just Eve I'm sorry man that complicated life you understand that as in all these mosquitoes that are biting you every night all this money people are stealing that there's pothole in the road, pothole in pockets, and all of that is because man decided to disobey the number one reason, right? And so life could be easy. Now, if someone says life is easy, we're not saying that there are no responsibilities. Or maybe I should say life should be simple. Because you're supposed to till the ground, but you would get exactly what you tilled. That's the plan. You sow, you reap what you sow. Nobody's coming to steal your stuff. Um, you know, uh, what they call weevils and all of that. Insects, they are not contaminating your crops. It's supposed to be like that. And so when the believer is brought into the kingdom of God, God plugs him back to that. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who scatters seed on the ground and he sleeps. So you're supposed to walk and sleep. Not walk and walk. So you cannot sleep. Then whilst you're sleeping, you're dreaming that you're walking. <laughs> then you wake up and walk out and things still don't work out. I actually wrote something a while ago. I've not posted Myself, the fact that you walk out does not mean things do. <laughs> but, um, but work out. Work out your salvation. And walk out your church. 
but he sleeps by night and then arises by day. Now, when the order is broken, what happens? People sleep by day and rise by night. Holy lunja. At night. At night, <laughs> you know what happens? People are agitated at night. Then they wake up at night, they are so anxious, they are dreaming all kinds of things. I'm not talking about uh, staying awake to be strategic or to pray. You should do that seasonally, okay? But many people are drugged during the day. They, can't, they are sleeping. Hello. Why? Hi. Not really. Drugged. It's not the system. It's not, in fact, Jesus put it this way. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. For night cometh when no man shall be able to work. And so, when you walk by night and sleep by day, one of the things that you're also looking at there is that see the day as an opportune time. So there are people who are anxious when they should be resting. And they are too tired to seize life's opportunities when the day dawns on them. But so the kingdom is not like that. Sow your seed, go to sleep. Then rise and what happens? He says, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself doesn't know how. For the earth yields, yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after the, the full grain in the head. All right. So we've looked at those, those first four things. Let's quickly look. So please put him in a timeout for 15 minutes. Let's look at the remaining four so we can have a breakout session in another 35 minutes after the 15 minutes. And then we can wrap things up. So number five. If you're listening to this message, you can listen to the first part which is what's stopping you, barriers to growth. Number five is distraction and double-mindedness. Distraction and double-mindedness will curtail your growth, will hinder your growth. James chapter 1 verse 8, it says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Now, one of the things this tells me is this that there is a connection between your mind and your ways. So don't say things like, I'm just thinking about, once you start thinking about it, your neural pathways are already being directed in a setting. How many of you ever thought about something and you felt sad whilst thinking? And your face went a different way. And then someone said, away? <laughs> or away, away from the noise. Okay, and away from the noise. I came out of the noise. Distraction, the madness. Many of us, we are at the risk of being distracted. Particularly in this generation. There's a lot of digital distraction. Isn't that so? So there are people here using Bible app. As you're in Bible app, let's go to the book of Mark. Notification. Dun -dun. Facebook. Then quickly just check it. And you check in two minutes, you check out of the word. You start listening to the word again. You've missed the vital thing. As in your personal answer. In the one hour plus message of teaching or time of teaching. The two minutes that are the most important. Social media has taken away from, from your space. 
Look at your neighbor and say, he's not talking about me, but could that be you? So the distraction is not like you're going through life and then people will be like, his, his, his. And I was thinking a couple of days ago that many of us, <laughs> I'll see the leader. I was thinking many of us, in our, as we grow older, how many of you know that we become more intentional about our time? We're more deliberate about our time, isn't that so? But many of us, we're not equally deliberate about our mind space. So we are disciplined when it comes to who I will not uh, spend time with. But many of us are not so disciplined about what I will not dwell on. And so when Proverbs speaks about paying uh, devoting, to, devoting to the word, he does not say spend time. He said pay attention to my word. Because attention is more valuable than time. Attention to the right things can help you recover what you lost in time. And the fact that you're given time to read the Bible does not mean you're given attention to it. Have your eyes been reading five lines over and over for 30 minutes before? So you're given time to it, but not... Nothing grows until you pay attention to it. Nothing. Plants don't grow. The only things that grow without paying attention are weeds. So let me say nothing beneficial, nothing constructive grows sustainably without the investment of attention. So write this down. Attention is an investment. Attention is currency. Attention is resource. That's why we say pay attention. It's something you pay. People actually pay attention before they pay money. Something tickles their fancy before it captures their finances. So distraction. So how does it work? God is saying pay attention to the word. Like, but God, there's this one and that one and there's Made and Bade and Bade and Shade and Made. Tade and Lade and Jade. Fade. But pay attention. Your attention will determine what you receive. Elijah said to Elijah, uh, give me a double portion of, of your anointing. And Elijah said, oh, you've asked a very hard thing. Look at somebody say it's hard, but not impossible. You know, many of us, when we approach teachers or governors, people in our lives, and we ask for something, it's, ah, it's very hard. It's, ah, no, no problem, no problem. When people tell you hard, it doesn't mean it's impossible. If you linger long enough, they will tell you how it is possible. Yeah. When I'm negotiating, I ask people, how can I get it for free? They'll laugh, ha, 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 it's not possible. Some of them end up giving me for free. Or butter, or ridiculously low price. And I say to them, who can I speak to? How can it be possible? So it's not possible. And I'll paint a picture that, do you mean if the governor comes into this place and asks for this, and ah, but that's the governor. I said, that means it's possible. Yeah. So if I know the governor, somebody like him in this system, hey, it's true, Shabu. If Jesus says, with faith, with God, nothing shall be impossible. It's possible. But pay attention to the right thing. So Elijah said to Elisha, if you see me when I'm being taken up, what will happen? Double portion. 
In other words, Elisha, you have the right desire and the right request. But if you don't pay attention, it will not be granted. It's a pay attention. Do you know what it means? That means Elisha's schedule had to perfectly align with Elijah's itinerary. That's focus. Ask somebody, say, what are you focusing on? Do you know that some of us are focusing on our distractions? And if you know that they are attractive distractions. Number two, uh, sorry, number six now. Number six, detachment or distance will stop your growth. And it happened, Mark chapter four, verse four. Mark chapter four, verse four. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside. <laughs> Ask somebody, are you on the way or are you by the way? Now tell the person, are you in the field or by the wayside? The reason some of us don't grow is that we are close enough to identify with it but too far to be a part of it. So people can look at her she's sort of just, just Christian like Christiani as in Christian with Y boy in Yoruba Christiani she's Christish <laughs> Christian knee watch my knee <laughs> Christish it's not, it's not Christ like it's not like Christy Christy I don't even know I have friends called gifty but everybody calls them gifty <laughs> Why? <laughs> the problem with this particular seed was that it was not in the field. It was just waka passing. And there are people here who are not growing spiritually because you are by the wayside. If a church is close to your house, you will go there. If it's far. Wayside. If I feel great this Sunday, <laughs> God was popping. <laughs> if I feel gray this Sunday, even if it's one shade, I need 50 of them. If I feel gray, was that a shade? Church at home. I'm going to listen to Pastor Pilo. Preach at bedside ministries. Duvet Parish. <laughs> you're by the wayside. Cross, you're not carrying. We can describe the tree they cut it from. Jesus said, Carry the cross. It is to describe the tree they cut it from. So I can, I can teach you that. The real Christiani will carry their cross from Iroko tree. He has him for my car cross to walk. But you see, some of us spiritually, we are waka passing 
across the field of our destiny. You know, Paul, he had a vision, book of Acts. In that vision, a man was crying, said, Come over to Macedonia. I have four minutes to go. I need to run. Come over to Macedonia and help us. It gripped Paul's heart. You know you're in the field when your heart is connected by the call of that field. It touches you. It is going, oh well, you guys and the language also matters. You guys are kings. They. Who are they? In the field or by the way it's safe right because it means that if something is touching them I can say I'm not one of them Peter had a call upon his life but you remember that when they came to say ah I recognize this beard <laughs> this girl's one of them the guy was speaking and then his voice so I know your voice. In my mind, I felt like maybe he was changing his voice to Kevin Hart's voice in uh, night school. I'm not one of them. But God's call was upon his life. And how do I know the devil wanted to use as an advantage? You know what the Bible says? He said, Simon, Simon, the devil has sought you to sift you as wheat. He says, but I've prayed for you that your faith will not fail. I proclaim concern everybody by a wayside. Everybody thinking that their calling is just by the way. You're thinking this assignment is just by the way. I'll just do this by the way. I, I will see whether I have time for it. I'll see whether I have money for it. That the Lord gives you in this moment clarity and wisdom and grace and power and ability to stand strong and to move to the epicenter of his purpose for your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number seven. Who's good with, with uh, iPhones and all of that? There's a place where it's recently did. Okay, I found it. Number seven. For time's sake. Something that will stop you from growing. Discouragement. So by the way, the by the wayside is not just about, as in that's detachment and distance. Let me give an example. That by the way is not just spiritual things. So growing your marriage, you can be detached and distant. That's why it's actually unhealthy. Some people do it. Maybe some people agree for it. It's actually unhealthy to live in different cities yeah. with your spouse for a long time. Yeah. Sometimes you can avoid it. Yeah. But as much as you can avoid it, avoid it. Because some other things may not avoid you if you don't avoid it. But sometimes you can even be in the same space but you're emotionally distant. Or mentally distant. Hi, honey. Honey, if I'm the honey, that means you are the bee. You're stinging me. Also, at work, some of you said they're not promoting. They're not promoting me. They don't see you. You are detached. 
everybody's gister. I know sometimes you have to separate yourself from some of those talk because it's unhealthy. But don't be so spiritual that you become the prince of solitude. So you don't know anything that is happening. After a while, they stopped copying you in the mails. Because whether they copy you or not, you don't reply, you don't acknowledge, you don't do anything. Detached. You see that? Detached. You're living the block of flats or place. You don't know anybody else that lives in that place. Don't know anybody else. I've shaken everybody's table now. They ask you, what's the name of the person in the third flat on the second floor? Is there somebody living there? <laughs> really? I've never seen anything. <laughs> All right. And number seven is discouragement. Some of us have been through discouragement. Oh, that's my alarm. I've got to close. That's not my alarm in Jesus' name. <laughs> alarm, yeah. See ya. <laughs> Mark chapter 4. Somebody didn't get us okay. Mark chapter 4, 18 to 19. Discouragement. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. In other words, the cares of this world presses in to their inner space. So the capacity and the courage to withstand the pressure is no longer there. Now how many of you know that the same thorn that can prick somebody's thumb will break when pressed against hard steel? So it's not the sharpness of the thorn. It is the strength of what it's pressing against. So the case of this wall can press against you, but if you've grown in courage, that's what God told Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. In other words, things will press against you. But if you're courageous, you won't break. Those things will break before you. I break the spirit of discouragement. The Lord showed me that some of you were weighed down and that you were carrying things, weights, burdens, doubts, cares, dark clouds. We rebuke every weight of discouragement in the name of Jesus. We command those things to be lifted off. You will not be weighed down. You rise and you shine. You are lifted. You grow in the name of Jesus. Where you failed before, you go back again and now you succeed. Some of you got discouraged from investing because you lost money in 2008 to the stock market. You couldn't even have any other money or anything left to buy stock fish. But I proclaim in the name of Jesus Christ, there's a restoration of all things lost. Some of you that got discouraged because you started that outreach, that ministry, that business, that expression. Instead of paying the school fees for those orphans and the parents came and said, why are you trying to uh, possess my children and all of that? We break every demonic discouragement. We break every demonically inspired discouragement. We break the discouragement that comes from overthinking to the point where you are overwhelmed before you start. Where you're already wondering how it will work. I break that thing in the name of Jesus you are an overcomer you grow in Jesus name we've prayed somebody give God praise a generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org 
and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.